Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. All right, we got a decent set of fights this weekend. Boxing, I wouldn't say anything crazy exciting, but we do have a couple of fights that I think are worth your time to definitely check out. If you're able to, I'm going to go through these and I'll do my best to call out what network it's on. Cause some of these I do think are worth, certainly worth the time to check out some of these. I'm like, eh, but you as a boxing fan might say, I absolutely got to see that one. Let's go through this at the top of this. Of course, Mark Masayo fights Ray Vargas. This is on Showtime. I'm pretty sure that's true. And it's taking place at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. For the WBC featherweight title, the interesting story of this fight, Mark Masai, of course, is the guy who disrupted and upset Mr. Gary Russell Jr., finally beating the longest reigning boxing champion and taking his title. And now this for the world featherweight title is about to happen. It is indeed on Showtime happening tomorrow, actually. I the, Both guys were undefeated. I've, I followed Mark Masai just a little bit. I haven't followed him heavily. Ray Vargas, I'm aware of at a high level, haven't followed his career in depth. But again, you're dealing with two undefeated guys. You're dealing with guys that, like with Ray Vargas, he's been around a pretty good amount of time. I wouldn't say that Ray Vargas has an amazing, you know, roster, resume. He's he's undefeated, but I'm not going to say that his opponents have been upper level, upper class. I'm not going to tell you that because I would be lying to you. But I do think you have two decent fighters here. My guess is that Ray Vargas is going to be boxing and moving as much as he can. I suspect that this will be a somewhat boring fight in spots. I suspect there will be times when they kind of step it up, but I think it's going to be boring. I think that Masayo is going to be on the run chasing, not on the run, but on the chase rather for Vargas. Vargas is going to be moving to try to preserve himself. I don't see you're going to see a Mexican style or Colombian anything. I think you're just going to see Two guys who are trying to box and outsmart the other. If Ray Vargas does what we hope he does, he should blow Masayo out. I say that because Vargas has good power in his hands. He's orthodox and he's a solid fighter. It just feels like, for whatever reason, he doesn't really step it up like I might want him to. And I don't know why that is. Um, It is true that he's not crazy old. He's in his 30s. He's not crazy old. He should, in my eyes, he should blow Masayo out of the water. However, it's just, I hold back this that call because it feels like Vargas is going to just box and move. I don't want to say run, but it feels like he's just going to stay on the move, not actually engage, not actually try to get the guy out of there. Kind of like an Adrian Broner type of performance, and I hope we don't see that. But it is absolutely possible that we do see that from him. And it's not like I don't rate Masayo. I do think Masayo is actually a good fighter. It's not that I don't rate him. I think he's a good fighter, but he's kind of feasting on the Mr. Gary Russell Jr. win. And that was, of course, a shell of the man that Gary Russell Jr. used to be. So I can't really hold that in the major regards at all. However, I also look at Ray Vargas's resume. I don't regard his resume hardly at all. I don't think he's really, I don't think he's really been tested to a significant degree. But I do see that, again, levels, Ray should win, but I don't see him winning. I see Masayo winning a, a decision because Vargas doesn't engage. That's my call. 
we'll have to see how that one pans out. That was an interesting one that I happened to notice up at the top. The next one, uh, this one's Brandon Figueroa. Brandon Figueroa is making a return. He's fighting Carlos Castro. This is uh, Showtime as well. It's also on Fight TV if you are outside the U.S. These two guys I have intermittently followed. I've not followed them to an excessive degree. Intermittently have followed each guy um, in their careers. I like the fight a lot. I think it's a good, good matchup, stylistic matchup. I think they pair very well. They're roughly equivalent age, reach, um, height. I think they're, it's a good fight to have. Both have one loss. I would give the power lean to Figueroa. However, I would give the boxing, kind of the ring IQ to Castro. The interesting thing with Castro, and the reason that I think that Castro possibly might win this one, if I had to lean, it's hard, but if I had to lean, I would say that Castro should win this one. Castro recently fought probably his biggest fight of his career against Luis Neary very, very recently. And I was decently impressed, not greatly impressed, but I was decently impressed with Castro's performance against Luis Neary. Luis Neary has been heralded as this. He was at one point in the pound for pound. He was like level four or something, which I thought was a joke because I hadn't seen that Neary fought anybody of any caliber. But Castro took Neary to the limit as hard as he could. I just, again, I wasn't overly impressed, but he took him to the limit. That, I think, ended close. And Castro, there was eyes on him now to say maybe there's something to this kid. But it was called out that Castro should have been able to beat Neary, and I saw the same thing. That's why I wasn't impressed. I felt like he should have been able to get that win. And Neary didn't look anywhere near the danger that he was. And we don't know if that was Neary or just Castro was that good. So seeing him in here against Figueroa, I think it's going to be a good test. The challenge I got with Castro is when he goes up in quality of opponent, seems like he's not the same guy. Like he's had times when he just blows him out, explosive, exciting, and then he steps up and he doesn't show anywhere near that same level of explosiveness. I don't know if that's motivation, his trainer. I have no idea what the heck's going on there. My gut tells me Figueroa, but I'm cheering for Castro because I want to see if the guy is, if he is something or if he's just a flash in the pan. I'm cheering for Castro, but my gut tells me figure off for that one. Hopefully that one ends in, that one turns into a fight of the year candidate. That's at super weight. So these are lighter guys that usually show up and they excite the fans. I'm hoping that happens here. Of course we got, uh, I hate this fight, but it is what it is. You know, War Chisora or Del Boy Chisora, depending on who you ask. Fighting Kubrat Pulev. That's in the O2 Arena in the UK. Heavyweight, of course, action. These two guys are kind of the tail end of the career. It's funny because Pulev doesn't have a lot of losses, and he's only lost to the upper echelon. However, he's clearly at the end of his career, and Chisora certainly is at the end of his career. But Chisora can sell a fight. That's why it's happening. Uh, it's a fight should have happened a long time ago. Both guys are war-torn, battle-tested. I don't even see a reason to have the freaking fight. I, it is what it is, you know, whatever. I, I don't even know how to call this one. If my gut, go on my gut, I'm going to give it to Pulev just because of because of styles, but I don't know. Uh, another fight, Israel Madromov. He's fighting Michael Soro. This is going to happen on the undercard of that same. Then you also have Felix Cash. He's fighting a guy, Alexander, I've never heard of specifically. Um, Madromov and Soro interested me ever slightly. That's for super welterweight. 
Only reason it interested me is because Madrimov has been heralded as another up-and-coming star, whereas Soros kind of on the tail end of his career. And the thought is that Madrimov could be able to use this as a highlight win. However, Soros is a very crafty fighter. He's a very tricky fighter. Even though he's old, he's difficult at times to get out of there, kind of like a Randall Bailey without the power uh, type guy. So it's worth watching it, if only to see if Madrimov if it's a so-called cherry pick gone wrong, if nothing else on the undercard of that one. And I think we have one more fight on the docket. Let's see. Oh yeah. Frank Martin and Marinas. Of course, Marinas. I'm aware of Marinas. I'm not aware of Frank Martin, but I'm aware uh, of Marinas. Marinas is a, he's somewhat of a veteran, slightly older, not really there. I don't think that, well, fight really moves the needle. I, I don't. I think it's going to be a boring style fight to showcase Martin is my guess. So I don't really rate that fight in my personal opinion. And that's next week. So that's our weekend of boxing here. Again, it's not like there's not fights. There are fights and quite a few of the fights, but the fights don't really excite me personally. But I share them here. I'm probably not going to catch any of these because none of them really move the needle for me personally, other than uh, Masayo and Vargas. That one stands out to me as possibly a good fight to have. There were other fights that were rumored to happen, but I'm not sure if they're actually going to happen. I left those last because I can't confirm that they truly are going to happen. And that was going to be Cesar Francis versus Raimundo Beltran. This is going to be an, on Probox, probox.com out in Plant City, Florida, that was supposed to be happening, but I don't know if it actually was going to happen and did or didn't happen. I don't have that answer. I don't know anything about, uh, I don't know anything about Francis. Of course, I know Ray Beltran. He's a veteran in the game. And of course, this is used to put Francis over at junior welterweight. It's for a regional title in ABO. So it's going to be one of those up and coming guys at 140 that we need to watch out for. But I can't confirm that this fight was actually signed, sealed, delivered. Um, it was. There's a banner. There's everything. But I can't confirm it actually is going to happen. So if you're on ProBox.com, you can check and see if it's there. And then that one might be worth watching just for, to, just to see if there's something with Francis. I don't have information on the undercard at this point. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at CombatTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments. And we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now, they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube, for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.